Self-love, make a nigga wanna get his name changed Did it all without a wedding ring Word to the God in my brain I've been focused on the wrong things I've been at the bottom of the food chain Colors changing like a moon ring She want popularity and fame She too focused on the wrong things Baby, tell me something that you love That nobody else love about you Let me get your thoughts on food You the only one that hurt you I think social media rebirthed you Shit, it rebirthed me too Thinking I should be like them Dropping bags, but who dropping gems? Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 82, and we are absolutely in for a treat today, for this is going to be the very first episode that I'm going to be doing solo. And if you've been following Block Channel since, what, 2016, then you know I've always had Dr. Corey Petty or Dimitri Ferguson here, but they're very busy these days with their adult lives and hashing it out podcasts and the Bitcoin podcast. And uh, I've got a slew of new content that I wanted to get recorded this summer. Uh, and it just makes scheduling easy if I can do these one-on-ones uh, kind of like off the cuff. So Block Channel is going solo. All right, I'm doing it for, for a few episodes until, of course, those guys aren't too busy. Um, but of course, as you guys know, I've been very deep in the Handshake, D-Web community over the past two-ish years, which is why, of course, you have been blessed with my voice in these awesome episodes as often. Uh, as you're normally used to, uh, but that's okay. Um, because I've been doing a little bit of architecting, doing a little bit of product management, doing a little bit of, of course, my, managing my fund full time, managing our portfolio companies, and of course, trying to stir up this narrative around decentralized web assets, tooling, um, you know, as because as, I saw the emergence of this quote unquote Web3 community really going in the wrong direction. And the world is better when you're participating in it. And unfortunately, due to COVID, along with everyone else being lost in their digital lives for roughly 18 plus months, uh, I was included in that bunch. Um, so now we're going to steer the ship back in the right direction and make sure crypto maintains their firm understanding on this ecosystem uh, and where things should actually be building towards. So I brought in another awesome person from the Handshake community. Um, of course, we had uh, Alex Smith, um, you know, from uh, working with us on the, on the Handy Host, Handy OSS side. Uh, if you guys are familiar with that still. And then we had on uh, H&S chat. Uh, so we had on Jordan Coach, who's a big, big uh, member of the Handshake community now. Uh, H&S chat's been very successful. And so I wanted to bring on um, the CEO of Nomix. And I'll have him speak in just a moment about what that is and what he has going on. But we've got on Clay. Uh, and uh, so we're really happy to have on Clay Collins here. Uh, he's a very early Handshake community member, a very, very, very early adopter. Um, slid in my DMs and was very, very quick to ask, how can I be of service to the community? How can I help? You know, how can I be, um, you know, a value add like through Nomix? And he was very quick to, you know, add all the uh, initial market support for Handshake for all the exchanges that were supporting Handshake as we were trying to normalize and get some good data out there for it. So, but before we get into all the cool stuff Clay's working on, Clay, could you take a moment or as long as you would like, it's just you and I this time uh, on, uh, you know, who are you, Clay? Like, how did you fall into our world of crypto nerddom? Uh, and kind of like, what what gets you excited about this industry? Yeah, Stephen, thanks for having me on. So I, I bought my first, uh, for, you know, I bought my first domain a long time ago uh, and uh, started my first software company when I was 15, dropped out of high school, uh, raised uh, only like a couple hundred thousand dollars back then. Uh, pretty, pretty young, but uh, 
but fundraised fairly early in my life. And uh, unfortunately, that startup didn't work out, but uh, it led, led me on this path of uh, pursuing new technologies, cutting edge technologies. And then around uh, 2013, there was someone that worked for uh, a company I had started called, uh, called Lead Pages. He's now at Facebook, but uh, he was mining Bitcoin. He broke it down for me. Uh, I understood, uh, I'd say maybe 25% of it, read the Bitcoin white paper, but it became uh, very apparent to me. Uh, I felt like I just saw the future in that moment. And uh, it's maybe the, the highest conviction investment I've ever made. So uh, invested in Bitcoin in around uh, 2013 and uh, really haven't looked back. Uh, it's, it's, it's just been an incredible journey. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy technology. Uh, I really enjoy economics and uh, I really uh, don't, don't mind uh, money that much. So uh, it's kind of the convergence of all of those things led me to this space. And uh, it, is, it has just been in, incredibly rewarding. Um, I am, I'm very excited about Web3. I'm very excited about DeFi. And um, I think contrary to what a lot of people say, I, I think we're, we're now at a place where uh, the DeFi user experience for someone who's technical is just far superior to the, uh, the, the traditional banking system. And there's just a, a much broader array of uh, financial products and, um, you know, various contract types. And, and uh, it's, uh, it's just a great time to be alive and in the world. Perfect. That was an excellent introduction. Yeah, I, I very much agree with you. You know, you've been around for quite a few years. You've seen the evolution as we've moved from the hype around Bitcoin into Ethereum into DeFi instruments and now into the Web3, DWeb world. Um, but before we get into, you know, Web3, DWeb stuff, which is, you know, what you and I are, of course, like very most excited about. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about Nomics and kind of like your original thought process behind that, you know, because you, you've been in the space for quite a few years. Uh, how did you feel about bringing, you know, value to the general ecosystem um, with that platform? Yeah, so um, when I first started taking a look at this space in terms of building building a company here, I was looking at trading volume on exchanges, and around uh, around two thousand and seventeen ish, middle of that year, if you were ingesting um, trading data from about four to five exchanges, you could get ninety percent of the trading volume on any given day, and uh, I looked at that number about five months later and you needed data from around, you know, 20 to 25 exchanges. Um, so I was looking at kind of the explosion of trading technology in the space and also tokenization in the space, uh, NFTs, tokenized um, securities, um, you know, uh, tokenized financial products, various derivatives and options contracts, um, tokenized real estate, uh, you know, tokenized domain names, really, uh, it, it seemed very apparent to me that not only were we going to have more venues for exchange, you know, the, the, this, this sort of this Cambrian explosion, but we were going to have this explosion of assets. So, um, so started Nomics and really the, the, the fundamental core thesis around Nomics was, a, you know, a desire to list everything, you know, when, when we, when we think about like why Google won, I, I believe Google won, not necessarily because its algorithm was the best, at least at first, but because it could crawl the web much faster than, than anyone else. Um, so we built our platform from the ground up to be able to quickly and easily 
integrate with new exchanges uh, and later with, with new DEXs. So 90% of new assets uh, and new tokens are listed on Nomics before anyone anywhere else. And um, uh, in not only of assets, but 90% of new assets, new trading pairs and new exchanges are listed on Nomics before anywhere else. And we have some pretty cool automation in the background. Um, for example, if a new EVM chain gets created, um, we have systems in place for auto-discovering that. And then let's say a new EVM chain pops up and then a fork of Uniswap uh, comes online on this new EVM chain. Well, uh, we will not only auto-discover the new EVM, we'll auto-discover the new DEX. And then if a trade happens on that DEX, we'll auto-discover that new asset and we'll get listed without really anyone doing uh, doing anything. So um, that's 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 what we're built for. Uh, it's, it's kind of the opposite of the curated approach where, you know, things are getting hand selected by tastemakers. Uh, our goal is to list anything and everything as, as fast as humanly possible. So, um, you know, in, in the handshake community, we were the first to list, for example, uh, you know, wrapped, wrapped H&S, um, you know, we're often the first to list new trading pairs, uh, especially recently, we've gotten much, much, much better than that, uh, at, much better at that about a year ago, not so much, but we're, we're crushing everyone right now. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what brought me to, to the space is um, kind of this desire to be able to crawl everything and, and nomics uh, in a short amount of time is not only going to be um, a, an aggregator, like a competitor to coin market cap and coin coin gecko. I mean, we are that now, but we're also going to be uh, combining that with um, a, a Dex Explorer like Dex tools. So it'll be the first kind of uh, aggregated um, Dex Explorer and, um, uh, and, and aggregator. So for example, if you, you know, if you go to CoinMarketCap.GoGecko, there is no page for, uh, there is no page for like ETH or USDC to ETH or ETH to USDC, uh, on Uniswap. There, there's no page for that market. So we have pages for those markets and we're about to take it one step further. Um, so, um, yeah, we're excited about this journey. Uh, data is boring to a lot of people, but it's super interesting to us. And, uh, um, you know, we've, we've, we've made a, a good amount of traction here. Um, you know, Forbes.com uses our data. If you go to any of their uh, blockchain, uh, blockchain pages or sort of crypto pricing pages, you'll see a, a logo there that says Powered by Nomics. Uh, a lot of huge companies in the space, uh, large exchanges, OTC desks, et cetera, use our data. It's a, it's a, it's a fun place to be, but I'll, I'll, I'll stop shilling that now. Um, no, 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 no. Before we, before <laughs> we move off from that and start talking about handshake and DWIP stuff, like, have you guys thought about, you know, as far as like bridging or like the intersection of like no mixed data and just like the DWIP, you know, like as far as decentralized indexers, saving your, your data anywhere yeah. or, or using Handshake, you know, to resolve like any of your guys' branding for any of your marketing and pages and stuff. Just curious. Yeah. So, so I, so we, on our Twitter page, um, the, the name for Nomics is Nomics forward slash. So we definitely own Nomics. It was, it was, it was gifted to us uh, as, as is a very cool practice in the Handshake space. Oh, awesome. So we, you know, we've got one of, uh, you know, one of those um, name base referral pages where you can kind of, I, I forgot what it's called, but it's like, it's like a link. Oh, those D-Link, D-Link. Yeah. D-Link yeah. I've got it. Yeah. I've got a D-Link. Yeah. We've got it. We've got a D-Link page. Um, but I, I think when it comes to the decentralized web, um, the problem that we're tackling right now is uh, kind of 
the instantiation of these assets on so many different platforms. So if you go to Curve Finance or platforms like that on other chains, you'll find that you know there's literally 20 plus Bitcoins on Ethereum. There's at least seven different Bitcoins uh, on Solana, you know, there's multiple Bitcoins on, on Avalanche, right? This isn't, and, and then there's multiple uh, uh, Ethereums on all the non-Ethereum EVMs and there's multiple Ethereums on Solana. So, uh, you know, it used to be that all these assets were just housed on their native platform. And then you had stable coins of which there were multiple versions, you know, multiple uh, US dollars on Ethereum, etc. Mm-hmm. But, um, we're really uh, we care a lot about the instantiation of these assets across multiple platforms. Again, not just of stable coins, but of of tokens themselves. So we kind of think of the space as as you know, sort of assets are at the top layer, and below that uh, there are tokens which roll up to assets. So um, in the near term, we anticipate not only having pages for assets, but then having pages for tokens on. The asset. So, for example, if you want to know, like, what is the average price of Bitcoin on Ethereum versus the average price of Bitcoin uh, instantiated on Avalanche or Solana, you can you can look at that data, uh, which doesn't matter to everyone, but it, it matters to a, a number of our customers. And I think it's important mm-hmm. to, to sort of map out the geography of the space. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the more grand, the more granular with the data, especially on the finance side, the more strategic you can be. Uh, you know, it's all about it's all about having like you know that uh, leverage and perspective, and yeah. so I okay, definitely see that as a as a value add. Definitely can see how um, you know you would want to make that migration over to the D Web and the Web three as, as that makes more sense. So let's let's start talking about that. Cool. Um, like, you know, I know I know you of course were you know one of the very first um, you know services to list handshake, which of course were very beneficial of, but you were also one of the first adoptees of uh, you know selling SLDs. Uh, on top of Handshake, which has been really successful. So maybe you can just, in your own words, kind of give me uh, uh, and the audience a perspective on kind of how you led up to, you know, listing your your TLD and kind of what your experience has been through that. Yeah, sure. And um, so moving on to to sort of the Handshake part of the story. Um, so I, you know, before Handshake uh, ever existed, you know, I had spent, uh, I, I think the most I ever spent on a domain name was a million dollars. So I, I understood pretty fundamentally the value of domains in the domain industry. It was kind of hard for me to wrap my head around value uh, instantiated as NFTs. But I, I really thought, you know, I, I, because I personally have spent a lot of money on domains, I, I think I understood that industry uh, a little. Uh, I bought and sold domains on, on Park.io and, um, you know, dipped my toes in that or, or sort of had a hand or, or some participation in that industry for, for a while. So when Handshake came out, um, you know, I, I think um, I was initially interested in like getting my name, getting my company's name. Um, but someone said something once to me, and I, I don't remember who or exactly what they said, but it became very apparent to me that the um, so the biggest opportunity in the space was not the asset itself, although I do believe in the asset. I think it's a, a good way to sort of capture value that's sort of generally being created across the space. But the value wasn't the biggest opportunity wasn't necessarily in the asset and it wasn't in sort of, um, you know, dot com 
alternatives like traditional domain names like nomics.com or handshake.com but that this was this was an opportunity to to own a tld and that got me thinking about what the most important tlds would be and um and i i, I immediately was like okay i want to own dot one and i want to own dot c uh dot one made sense to me um just because i you know i i i thought that could be interesting but dot c sort of stood out the most because I saw that there was .com and that did well. And I saw that .co also did well as an alternative to .com. So you're like, take off one more letter. And see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is one, remove one more letter. Uh, and, and, uh, and it's, and it's .c. And uh, it just, it just seemed to me like this could be uh, an incredible business of being a TLD owner because um, uh, registrars handle a lot of the legal complaint and handle integrations with, uh, I mean, sorry, registries handle integrations with registrars. And this is a, a pretty kind of cool source of passive income. Um, you know, some would say rent seeking, but hopefully we'll pro provide a lot more value than that. But it's, it's a pretty cool form of income where there really is no customer support. Um, and it, it, it was, it's kind of like a pure marketing and storytelling endeavor. Confirm again, which, uh, registry you're, you did that under? Yeah. So it was, it was the very first time that this was offered. I, I jumped on it. And mm -hmm. so it was, um, it was name base back when mm -hmm. it was being run by Tisha and yep. made, made this opportunity available. And then they outsourced the, uh, the registry to, um, Gateway. To, to to gateway yeah mm -hmm. and then you know before <laughs> okay so just just making confirmations because i know you have uh, other names that your dot contract that you put on the impervious registry but yeah. i just want to make that designation for the audience so there's yep. the there's the so now it's, it's still it's still under gateway now or where is it at now it's uh n no it's 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 with the name base registry um okay. after namecheap bought them so dot c dot mm -hmm. one and dot zin are all with the name base registry. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I've, there's, there's a lot to kind of dig into here. Um, you know, it, it's, it's been kind of eye opening to me that in uh, a handful of days, I've made more money with dot contract on the impervious registry, which is uh, a registry, yeah, uh, registry, which is a fork of ENS. I, you know, I've made more on that in a few days than I do, you know, in uh, a couple weeks with dot C and I, and I don't think that's because um, of uh, necessarily distribution. I think, I think, I think things that are sort of blockchain proximal just make more money. Like with nomics, if we sell data and it's through a traditional rest API, there's a certain amount of money to be made there. Once we started selling DEX data um, you know, that, that sort of makes more money because it's on chain data and then, you know, you, you've got Chainlink, which is selling data uh, sort of on, on the blockchain through smart contracts. And, you know, to the, anytime something is just sort of uh, sort of it's like closer to the blockchain or blockchain proximal, it makes more money. So so um, so you've got these um, these handshake domains or at least handshake is the root zone mm -hmm. sort of being sold like ENS domains and being uh, available for resale on OpenSea, um, the, the dollar values are just much higher and they're selling for more. And, uh, and you know, dot contract is relatively long compared to dot C and I, we've sold, 
you know, um, tens of thousands of .c domain names. But uh, I, I really think um, that until I put .c on, on some kind of um, decentralized registry like um, like the impervious, impervious registry or Namebase's, um, you know, version of ENS, um, I, I think dot contract is probably gonna gonna make more. Um, and uh, yeah, so 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 far dot c has sold the most, then dot one, uh, and then dot zen, and then dot yolo <laughs> coming in last. I've sold that's almost. Pretty, I mean, tens of thousands is, is is pretty sizable. That's pretty substantial. I mean, that's a great like. That that kind of gives that that convinces me if I was listening in and I thought I had a decent book of names that it's worth putting it out there to monetize monetize these names passively. I mean, like, what's your real overhead, right? You just pay like some registry costs each year and then you continue to get your cut. No. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, yes, it's, sure. it's 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 a it's a it's it's a really cool business model, and um, I I think the whole space in in the, in the same way that like Bitcoin and Ethereum has educated or sort of onboarded several generations of people into to learning about finance like like i didn't know how to sell a covered call or i didn't know what a put option was before this space and mm-hmm. and and now i do um you know similar i've been involved in in domains for a long time and i didn't understand how root zones worked i didn't understand sort of you know what i can really really did at the end of the day i didn't understand sort of this relationship between uh, registries registrars and and uh, and registrants and this whole space has kind of onboarded me and sort of i've gone further down the rabbit hole and i hope that does that for a lot more people but there's there's a whole lot of different business models here uh and and sort of ways to skin the cat and uh I don't know. Maybe we can we can uh, we can untangle some of these or explore explore some of them because there's just a number of notable business models in the space. Like with dot forever domain, dot forever selling these sort of you know you just you just buy a domain once and you never have to purchase it again. It's very different from sort of the annual renewal model where you're you're renting a second level domain. Like like people don't know that when like when you uh, like Google doesn't own Google.com. They're just renting it from the dot com people. Um, but uh, which is crazy I, to think about after all these years and all of Google's money, they can't even own their own name, right? Like ex- exactly, exactly. So yeah, there's there's just a lot going on here, and it's it's a very exciting and creative time. Yeah, so you know, as you were speaking there, you know, the passive monetization of these names, which is really, I think, is the biggest value add for handshake because you know, it, much similar to like the old school ICO, I want to release a token, have a you know, community, back it, whatever, et cetera, and, you know, try and find some market liquidity, all this sort of stuff. With Handshake, there's there's already an actual, like, service that people are used to doing, which is, like, buying SLDs, right, on top of TLDs. Yeah. You know, people have used GoDaddy, people have used Namecheap. This is a, a market that is, like, clearly already existent. And, and, of course, the more interesting TLDs you can add into this market, right, the more money yeah. you can make. So if you've got the flexibility of a more centralized registry, or we got these now decentralized registries like Impervious and the DSLD registry that Namebase will release soon, right? That enables you to take these assets, have them on Ethereum, which as uh, Clay and I have discussed privately before, right? And when it comes to handshake resales on the secondary, 
we're still waiting for the overall economy of scale around handshake and buying and selling those those, those domains to mature. But the Ethereum ecosystem and the .eth eco ecosystem, right, is really enriched as far as like you know liquid capital and you know the amount of money people are willing to exchange hands for .eth name, right? Even then, they're buying these .eth names with plans to sell third level domains on top of them, right? They're not CLDs. Not selling, they're not looking to buy them for selling second level domains. They're, they're seriously just buying like .eth names that are of these high value. So if we can use Handshake as the root anchor um, for its, its TLDs that are secured by its, its unique and novel proof of work for the, with its own chain, and we can extend to that Ethereum market, then we can have even larger you know, volumes of passive income, and which is hopefully you know, the plan. And then also, of course, just like all these decentralized exchanges like Uniswap and et cetera, when it becomes really, really simple for someone to deploy like these DSLD-like platforms, uh, you know, and they'll all have all different types of models, right? They'll have the ones where this, this one is overall run by like Impervious. And of course they, you know, have all these series of uh, contracts that they manage, which, you know, make it as decentralized as possible, which is great. But then I'm sure we're gonna have ones that will emerge like the ENS model where there's DAO in the background, you know what I mean? Like there's, uh, and then of course we've got ones like Namebase where there's actual for-profit entity in the background that is like, you know, like looking to, you know, build on, on top of this uh, DSLD platform and leverage the name cheap, you know, existing economy of scale in there somewhere. Like that's, that's huge. And we've also got uh, GoDaddy um, who, who are hugely interested, Michael Seiger, um, their director of education there. Um, which are, you know, they're currently working internally to try and get Handshake um, name and like you know, traction there for them to also compete with everyone else. So, I mean, the model is here. And yep. so, and the great thing about it regulatory wise too, is there's already rules for SLDs. There's already rules for all this stuff. We don't need to worry about, you know, some legal note three or four years from now once people understand Handshake. It's like, no, it's like the, the SLD, TLD market exists. There's rules and regulations around that. Buying and selling names is pretty straightforward. We've got commodity tax rules and all this stuff from Bitcoin, Ethereum, and you can add here too. We've got rules around NFTs, right? Uh, handshake names are just non-fungible assets that are attached to the Handshake blockchain. It's all really straightforward. Um, so I'm glad that yeah, people like Clay are, are hopping on board to kind of really push this stuff forward and has shown that you, know, you, you can come in and you know, be relatively successful with, without much overhead. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I've, I have uh, a little bit of a following on, on Twitter. And, uh, you know, so I, I tweet about the domain names, um, you know, here and there, I, I do think that uh, fastly, or I'm quickly approaching a time when um, it's going to make sense to make a first uh, sort of initial hire, uh, maybe maybe a marketing hire to full time, uh, you know, run run a Twitter account to pr promote these domain names because this is a, a space where it's, it's purely about narrative, uh, everything else, sort of the technologies in place, but it's, it's purely, it's purely about narrative. And, and I think, um, I think handshake is, is the way to go. I've been, I, I, you know, I used to lament the fact that sort of natively there wasn't a way to, um, to facilitate second level domains or decentralized second level domains on, on handshake. But, uh, now, now I'm, I'm, I, I, I quite like it. I like that, you know. Yeah, the free market, the free market approach, clean it up real nicely. Exactly, exactly. You've got you've got them be being sold in in fairly centralized way, uh, with the um with with the name with the name base uh, registry. Um, you've got it happening in a decentralized way on Ethereum with Impervious. 
And I'm sure more models are going to come out. Uh, maybe someone will get a, a large grant from uh, Solana or Avalanche to run a registry on those platforms. And I think that's a great way to go. So, you know, I, I think in light of that, you know, I've been thinking a lot recently about how Handshake is really kind of a way to uh, to make the root zone scarce or to make assets at the root at the at the root zone level scarce, right? There can only one, be one dot C, there can only be one uh, dot contract, et cetera, right? Anyone can't just sort of sprout up and decide that they're going to uh, you know to own this. And so yeah, there's there are two dot wallets, but there's only one dot wallet <laughs> uh, on on handshake. And we we have to have a way to kind of you know, to create uh, digital scarcity. Uh, and, and I, I think, I think handshake is going to win. I, I, I don't, I don't think there's anyone that's even close to being in second place here. Um, so not, not, I, at all. not at all. I mean, yeah, at this point yeah. we're like close to like 6 million plus names, everything's secure. We've got, we've got no issues, no breaches. Everything is going as it should. Cause you know, we yep. have this sort of Bitcoin style, you know, conservative nature when it comes to the chain. So everything should just continue to, to flow and and you know, just like you were mentioning with these different use cases dot contract dot c and then um you know most recently as of today i gifted dot connects to the connects network team and you know they're they're all about cross-chain um you know routers and like moving like around the and provisioning liquidity um that's agnostic to the chain so as you were saying like avalanche solana um you know if, if you if something runs on like some evm you know you know equivalent chain then then they should be like cross compatible so if you're going to have something like dot connects and you're going to have a series of routers, then now you, you want to be able to own and have a decentralized phone book on where to move around liquidity. So you can have routers dot connects. You can have order books dot connects. You can yeah. go and find all the compatible cross chain order books. There's just, and then of course you can own any of those and then sell third level domains on top of those that are branded, right? It's all just these open source protocols. So it's just like, I like all the extensibility for passive monetization. Um, because that, that that enables new communities to emerge because someone's making some money somewhere with limited overhead. And that has a potential for, you know, again, giving things back to grants and the communities and finding ways to explore to how to make more money. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really exciting. So someone bought token.contract and their goal was to sort of sell third level domains on top of that. So you could have like avax.contract or, um, you know, you could have uniswap.eth uh dot token dot contract or something like that you know even even fourth level domains so uh that that, it might be an interesting way to create like a contract explorer on 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 top of that but um but i mean that's just for this that's just for this one Mm -hmm. tld there's there's really unlimited options and uh, i'm really waiting for someone to create like a uh a cosmos zone or um what are they called on avax they're called like uh yeah, so or or like a an AVAX subnet just around uh, one domain. So, for example, one idea I had for .c, um, I'm I'm not particularly inclined to do it. It sounds like a huge pain, but um, you know, we could create a, an AVAX subnet or a Cosmos zone just for .c. We could issue a, a .c token that's used for um, govern governance or buying domains. We could spin up a bunch of validators. And, um, you know, we could, yeah, we having, could... having SLDs as like, almost like voting rights to the general TLD. That's also really exciting. Like the, the fact yep. that each of these handshake names can effectively be become their own chain of values, their own, almost their own blockchains, 
right? Yeah. And they're all rooted back in a handshake. Is that's that's also really powerful. I don't think people really, you know, we're just sitting seeing people making experiments with that. But yeah, every handshake name has its own potential blockchain. Uh, it's a huge deal as well. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 super exciting times and. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have returned to this opinion that I think the original architecture is right. I think the free market should figure out what happens with SLDs. And I think that Handshake itself um, is, is, is best as a proof of work chain, you know, sort of following the footsteps of Bitcoin, uh, ultra secure and, um, you know, following the UTXO model, I, I, I really think they nailed this, you know, after, after questioning it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You know, it was, it was, it was funny too. Like over the years, everyone was just like, okay, so why can't we just put everything on chain? Okay. This is dumb. Okay. Why is it referral only? Why didn't you put it on Ethereum? And it was just like, and every time we were just like, because we couldn't just be like, take our word for it. Like the architecture is like each time, right. That kind of goes back to the whole Lindy effect of things. People had to be like, Oh, okay. And then, then, you know, of course the DSLD stuff, uh, and them bridging things over to Ethereum, it was just like Ethereum already does all the Ethereum stuff really well. There's no reason, like there's, there's no reason to compete against that, right? Like we're yeah. doing we're doing our own novel thing, which is what you should seek to optimize for semantically with each of these major, major public blockchains, right? You got Bitcoin, which just does peer-to-peer money, does that really well. Uh, Ethereum, which does peer-to-peer smart contracts, that's awesome. And Handshake does names. Right. Like yep. We don't need to. We, we, we can now, of course, with the maturity of all these changes, we can interoperate together nicely, swiftly amongst our layer ones and layer twos. Like there's no reason to be at arms at all anymore. That was that was something that really annoyed me about the whole ENS um, handshake uh, sort of competitive stuff for a while, where it just it seemed like they were looking for an opponent when we we're just like, dude, we're just out here doing decentralized TODs. And, uh, and and then now, of course, now we've bridged over to Ethereum and that has enabled now us to do these DSLDs. And it's just like, hey, guys, look, man, we were we were all in this together the whole time. Like we're, we're all friends here. Um, yeah. So I'm glad to see that that has continued to mature and that, that narrative is still op- out in the open that we can all be friends. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I, I never really saw the conflict with ENS and uh, I'm very pleased to see that they claimed dot ENS. So, you know, they they've got um dot ens at least, i believe from our or dot dot eth or i'm sorry dot eth yeah so they've got yeah. they've got dot eth i believe from ICANN, or at least sort of an agreement that it's a, it's a no man's land and then they've the, they've secured it from the handshake root zone so uh as you know as far as i can tell as long as they keep that dot uh, eth they um you know, they have the rights to that um you know, to that TLD in, in, in our road zone. So um, let, let's just all happily uh, work, work together. I, I, I just don't see the conflict here. And, you know, in, in the same way that USD or Bitcoin uh, or even Ethereum exists across all these smart contract platforms, right? Like you can get uh, ETH on Solana, you can get Bitcoin on Solana, you can get uh, USD on Solana. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's going to be the same with H&S or with, with, with these, these domains is, is there's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be cross-chain. And I think that's the world we're moving to and it's the world we should sort of plan for. Exactly. Uh, and, and that being said, uh, Clay, is there anything... Um, that you would want to leave the community with as far as like no mix or any plans with dot C or anything you've learned through this process that you think worth note? Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, so, okay. So, um, as far as I can tell, 
according to publicly available data. There might be private private data that contradicts this, but as far as I can tell, um, .c and .1 are the top one and two selling um, TLDs in terms of SLD cells, and so far .contracts is the best selling on um, the impervious um, uh, register. Uh, if anyone wants to biz dev with me on this, uh, like I'm, I'm willing to give away pieces of the pie. Uh, I'm willing to, uh, to biz dev it up. I, I think the space is rife with opportunity. I don't think I'm going to be able mm -hmm. to do it by myself. Um, you know, I don't think the traditional startup model is the right way to go here, but if, if like, if anyone would like to collaborate, I am very open to, um, to these conversations and, um, I, yeah, I think just opening the door with um, a couple of marketplaces for some DSLDs and just and then saying like, hey, there's more where that came from. And oh my at this point, I'm sure all these marketplaces are trying to differentiate for their volume. Right. And yep. so if they can move over to more interesting and uh, sustainable, you know, NFT listings besides just artwork like names like that makes total sense. Like I could totally see someone making some easy like, you know, fee exchange between that two. Yeah, and and like unstoppable domains, you know, raised a bunch of money and 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 sold some blockchain domains, and uh, I think that's fine. I'm not in the business of of like uh, trashing them or anything, but I I think we are. I think in the handshake space, there's a few people that are taking marketing very seriously, and I, I think it's probably just a matter of time until we've got um, uh, sort of teams around these TLDs with you know full time marketing budgets, full time marketing um, resources going at this in a in a pretty hardcore way. And, uh, and I think that's just going to lift the entire space to, uh, to, to a next level. So if that's the kind of thing you're interested in, um, yeah, hit, hit me up. I'm, I, I think this is the future and I'm, I'm highly invested. Yeah. Do you want to drop us your, uh, your Twitter handles for Nomix and your personal one? Yep. So, uh, so on Twitter for me personally, it's just at Clay Collins, C-L-A-Y-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. And, uh, for Nomix, it's just at uh, nomics finance n-o-m-i-c-s like like economics so it's just nomics finance uh and uh and also nomics.com um so yeah uh hit us up and uh you know i'm i i my dms are open awesome thanks so much for coming on clay and, and uh and, you know sh sharing with us your perspectives on uh entering in the handshake community and what you've been building on in nomics and we'll, we'll definitely have you back in the future as uh as all these different tlds become more successful and uh, I don't think I've done this in over 82 episodes here, um, but you're more than welcome to follow me on Twitter as well. Just at Steven, S-T-E-V-E-N underscore Mackie, which is spelled M-C-K-I-E. Uh, and you can also follow us at Block Channel on Twitter as well. Um, now that we're doing this all solo, um, you know, it may, it'll be much easier to get out episodes of this. And also we can get on some more interesting guests that otherwise might be more difficult to get our hands on time zone wise. So thank you again, uh, Clay, for coming on and being the very first guest on our solo uh, series of block panel episodes here as we finished up the summertime. And I uh, hope to have you back on here soon and hope you have continued success with all your names on Handshake. Hey, Stephen, thank you so much. And thanks for everything you've done for, for Handshake in uh, the space in general. It's, it's, uh, I've, I've benefited greatly from it. So um, I'm, I'm yeah, uh, much, much gratitude. I needed something to do sitting around on my computer all day during COVID. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been really bored. So I appreciate that. So thanks, thanks a lot, Clay. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care.
Yeah.